are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back to the Way of Healing. Yeah, this is our first... Long distance. Long distance recording, and uh, grateful that it's with you, Doc. You've had experience with it, so... You're the veteran mm. in this department. <laughs> and it's not even that long distance. It's uh, it's California still. He's in Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Right. Up yeah. in Oregon. Okay. It was in West California. Coast. West Coast. I'm about an 11-hour drive away from you guys. Oh, we'll be right there. <laughs> um, what part of Oregon are you in? I'm in Ashland. It's uh, southern Oregon, about an hour and a half north of Shasta. Yes, I actually know Ashland. I was just there in March of this year. That's uh, mm. where the craniosacral training that I do is. So I've been there a few times. It's lovely. Very neat. Yeah, yeah, Ashland is definitely a very special vortex for inspiration and working with the plants. Uh, has lots of wonderful community. And I'm very grateful to have set up essential oil wizardry here. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little more about what, what you do up there. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I have an essential oil company that I operate. Um, as I mentioned, it's essential oil wizardry. And we work with um, producing different essential oils, CO2 extracts. We have a line of blends and formulated products that we call Wizard Alchemy Blends. We also do some in-house extractions using some state-of-the-art ultrasonic extraction technology. Um, so we've really been starting to formulate uh, different tinctures um, utilizing the ultrasonic waves and... Um, it's really delightful because as I've uh, started learning more about the plants and um, really learning how to best integrate them, I was actually doing some consulting in uh, cannabis clinics, and this was around 2012. And so that led me to do lots of research on published literature around uh, the therapeutic effects of cannabis. And when I was studying about the cannabis plant, I learned more about terpenes. So terpene molecules are pharmacologically active at very low concentration. They are responsible for flavor and fragrance and are found in all types of plants. And so what I was learning was that you can actually modulate the effectiveness of cannabis utilizing different terpenes found inside foods and other natural plant-based products. And so that was the link that brought me my direction to the oils because essential oils are really concentrated terpene essences. And so I started experimenting with modulating patient effectiveness with their cannabis therapies, utilizing different essential oils. And so that was kind of the start of a, a real wild ride. Yeah. And so just so our listeners, though, you just to clarify, you were a pharmacist before, correct? Yeah, I am a licensed pharmacist still. Amazing. And I know a little bit about your journey. So I, I met Dr. Nick at a previous place I worked at, and he did a, a couple of talks, and he's an absolute wizard. So essential oil mm -hmm. wizardry is such a fitting name for you, Doc. And so a little <laughs> bit about your story. You use essential oils to cure yourself or heal yourself, correct? 
I've definitely had a number of experiences where essential oils quickened, definitely decreased the severity of infections um, and have also greatly speeded up that process. Awesome. And was that what kind of catapulted you into really diving into essential oils? Yeah. So when I was sick with pneumonia, I had been ill with respiratory infections for a few years in a row. And the pharmaceutical route usually took me about seven days to maybe five to seven days to start feeling, you know, 30-ish percent better. And on the third year of a respiratory infection, I uh, vaporized some oil of oregano. And after doing that several times and you know, I'm not suggesting anyone who is listening to do this because oregano oil is very caustic. It's highly irritating. And so breathing it into the mucosa and into the lungs can cause a lot of coughing and irritation in the lungs. I was just at the point where I was having difficulty breathing. And so that felt like it was a better option, knowing that the Carvacrol found inside oil of oregano is extremely antimicrobial and was even effective against MRSA, which is it's a antibiotic resistant bacteria. And so for me, I felt that the potential benefit outweighed the risk. And so I vaporized oil of oregano on several times the first day and a few times on the second day. And um, by the end of 48 hours, I was about 70 to 80% back to my baseline, which is stunning and really directed me that I was on the right path, that I was doing something, I was onto something really novel and I should just keep going. Certainly sounds like it. That's a beautiful story. And yeah, oregano is incredibly potent. So you were just putting it in a diffuser essentially, or no, you were inhaling it through a vaporizer. So yeah, so I I have these devices, they're called essential vapes, and I I have them on my website. And they're really effective for, you know, I, I say that they really maximize the therapeutic aspect of using essential oils and pure CO2 extracts, because you can, you can take literally a single drop of essential oil and you can heat it up in this device and breathe it in. And with this device and proper technique, you can get about 10 to 20 inhalations. So you're breathing it into your lungs when the aromatic molecules, the terpenes are absorbed into the alveoli in the lungs. Uh, There's instantaneous blood exchange in the blood. And so it gets absorbed into the blood where it's pharmacologically active. So 10 to 20 inhalations for a single drop of essential oil, you know, it really provides a lot of therapeutic application with a very small amount of product. Yeah, that sounds so cool. I've had the honor of trying a little bit from you and it's amazing. I like it. I'm, we're looking at it right now <laughs> and you are out of stock. <laughs> so let us know when you're back in stock. Okay, well, I'll have to change that because we just got stock back in last week. So thanks yeah. for that awareness. Very yeah. cool. You guys just got back from yeah. Bali, correct? That's true. Yeah, I, um, you know, uh, I guess the heart share to share in this moment is I lost my father earlier this year. And so um, my father uh, was diagnosed with cancer in February, and he transitioned in March. Um, So it was a very, uh, very quick transition. 
And so I've really been taking it very easy on myself over the past few months. And I just had a wonderful adventure in Bali. And I feel like my primary intentions were to just be really sweet with my heart and take it easy and nourish myself and and eat really good foods and, and just take some time for me. And my trip to Bali was definitely very nourishing. And I feel so inspired to be back. Mm, That's beautiful. We hold space for your continued, uh, I don't know, journey with, with transition, with life. It happens to all of us. But when it comes on, we, you know, it's, it's not always something that we see coming. And that was a very quick turnaround. So, yeah, yeah. holding space for that. It's, it's kind Thank of you like, so much. Yeah. Birth, birth is that way too, right, OJ? I mean, your kid is two months old and then suddenly, you know, you, yeah. you don't think much has changed in your life and your person and then, and then the child is walking and then, yeah, all of the changes mm-hmm. that happen. It's, it's easy to lose sight of that when we are adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the reason I brought you, part of the reason I brought you on, Doc, besides the fact that you're amazing, uh, your oils are very different than anything I've ever tried. And I've tried different brands and there's something really special about your oils and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with the process in which you use to extract the oils. Did you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, there's, um, you know, the fun thing is, is there's so many different aspects that really enhance the quality and the potency of our products. And, you know, one of the aspects is the different extraction um, techniques that use. So, you know, for ultrasonic extracted tinctures, I guess I can dive into that in a moment. There's, I'll dive into that right now. So our ultrasonic extraction process, what it does is it actually breaks down the cell wall of plant material and it spills out the essential oil and the different plant alkaloids. And it does that at a very, um, at a quick pace with a uh, low temperature. And so you're able to really complete an extraction relatively quickly, right? Start the extraction process relatively quickly. And then we go through a a process of, we like to use water as a solvent and it produces a a pretty full spectrum product. And when we're separating or, or vacuum distilling the water off of the extract, because water has such a high temperature evaporation compared to lots of solvents that are used in industry, that is a timely process. It takes about a week for us to um, kind of complete our batches to pull off all the water. So the extraction process itself produces a superior quality product with a higher yield. And so it's really maximizing what the plant material is able to produce. And it seems that the absorption into the body is more bioavailable. I believe things that we're going to start experimenting with is looking into um, uh, producing liposomes with our products and uh, greatly increase our bioavailability. So 
We've definitely been having fun with our in-house extractions. We even have a small set of extractions that we produce in-house that are extremely artisan and small scale that are only available to our Alchemy Club members, which is a dedicated group of individuals who are so supportive of our cause that they make contributions every month and we, we send them a package set of oils every month. And so they also have access to some of the more rare and exotic things that we simply can't produce for the masses. So, you know, that covers our ultrasonic extraction processes. We also are sourcing, you know, I would say over 95% of our products are either organic and or wildcrafted. Definitely, we, we look for products that have not been sprayed by pesticides. So that's an important criteria. You know, for me, the pedigree, you know, whether something says it's organic or not, is less important to the fact on whether it's really grown in an organic way. You know, certifications are less important to me than the actual quality of the final product. And so I would prefer a non-certified organic product that is super fresh and vital and vibrant and something that I want to rub all over my body compared to an ingredient that I'm sourcing that, you know, dots all the I's and crosses all the T's that kind of lacks luster. So um, that's a little bit about my um, my sourcing. You know, I work with probably have somewhere between about 10 and 20 sources, you know, everything from small artisan distillers and wild crafters. I work with some larger companies that uh, produce superior quality products, you know, German companies, French companies. I work with co-ops of farmers that are producing amazing extracts that, you know, don't have organic certification because it cost too much for small villages. Um, you know, like an example is our distiller in Nepal. So for me, I really love supporting, you know, putting money into the hands of, of farmers and people that can receive benefit from, you know, from the support and are producing superior quality products. So you know, that's a little bit more about our sourcing. Now, as far as extraction processes go, kind of finishing that loop, the most common essential oils that are on the market are steam distilled. There's also some cold pressed, for, and that's most commonly in citrus oils. Now, the steam distillation process produces an amazing product. Using heat as, you know, when you're using heat to create steam, to run the steam through the plant material, in that heat, some of the delicate aromatic molecules are either lost or destroyed. Now, I, I find that the steam distillation process uh, or products are, are kind of light and etheric. I find that they're a little bit less full spectrum and, uh, kind of hit on the nose in a very high way. There's a few other extraction processes. One is a, a solvent-extracted absolute. Those produce really full-spectrum, amazing, beautiful products and are often the most common extraction method for different delicate aromatic flowers. Examples of this would be rose or jasmine absolute. And so the most common process for that is using a solvent and extracting and then washing, evaporating off the solvent and washing the aromatic 
wax that's left over called the concrete, washing that with an alcohol and then evaporating the alcohol away. So the alcohol will pull out the aromatic components from the wax. And then once you evaporate off the alcohol, you're going to be left with the absolute. And so those are very, very beautiful products. You know, our, our blue lotus is um, is a solvent extracted absolute, for instance. And so we do carry probably between about 10 and 20 different uh, absolute extracts. Another component of the extraction side is... Um, you know, the CO2 extracts. So CO2 extracts utilize carbon dioxide as a solvent. And by cooling down the pressure of, you know, in a powerful machine, you drop the pressure and the temperature and the CO2 gas turns into a liquid. That CO2 liquid is then run through the plant material where it picks up the different aromatic molecules. Um, CO2 extracts are awesome because you're using a low temperature and the end product tends to be relatively relatively full spectrum and produce very powerful products. Our CO2 extract provider actually states that CO2 extracts are typically about two to three times more potent uh, pharmacologically and therapeutically, right? I guess therapeutically speaking, than traditional steam distilled essential oils. So I don't know how that's actually measured. And the CO2 extracts tend to be more full spectrum and um, seem to be more potent in terms of their aromatic qualities and more full. Beautiful. That was a lot of lovely information. And I'm, I have some familiarity with the steam distillation and then the, what was it that you, starts with a V, um, that you uh, talked about using with Rose and, and uh, Jasmine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Not, yeah, so what, uh, what solvent extraction, absolute. Right. Okay, solvent extraction, absolute. One of the things that I'm curious about, I know that you know most of our listeners probably have some level of familiarity with essential oils. Some of them may be using it very recreationally, right? It smells, it smells good. Your daughter told you it was good for you, in my case. And <laughs> maybe they're diffusing it. I wanted to ask you, could you explain a little bit the different applications of oils. So we can do it transdermally, right? Where we put it on the skin, we can inhale it and then we can use Mm -hmm. them internally. So I imagine that your tinctures are, you know, for Mm. internal use. So could you describe a little bit the different applications and when might one use one versus another? Yeah. So I guess I'll just start talking and sharing and we'll go through a few different gambits. So, you know, transdermal is a, it's a great way that there's very little absorption and tends to be low toxicity risk uh, for transdermal application. Puts less stress on the liver than compared to when essential oils are used internally. So an example of transdermal application would be if um, you wanted to use an essential oil on a localized area. So an example of that could be um, our pain relief ice formulation. So if I had some pain in my legs from, you know, uh, an injury or a long night of dancing, I could actually apply our um, pain relief ice formulation and massage it into my legs. So what I find with that formulation is within about five minutes, I will, you know, it will reduce the inflammation and the the perceived uh, amount of pain and will kind of open up my legs. And so that would be an example where transdermal is um, a really great 
option. I could also systemically reduce some of the inflammation and the pain. Um, so I could use my pain relief plus tincture, and that's an infusion tincture, which um, combines our pain relief ice ingredients with some organic CO2 extracted hemp oil, which is rich in CBD. And so I would be able to take some of that sublingually and then have a systemic support, uh, which would reduce the inflammation not only on a localized region, but would also relax my physiology. So I love sharing the discussion about internally ingesting essential oils. You know, I think people need to be mindful of how much essential oils they're ingesting and for what purpose. You know, I'm the founder of a company and I distribute some essential oil tinctures. And, you know, I will say that I don't use my essential oil tinctures every day these days. I like to have them as an option. I use them semi-regularly, but I don't take any of them religiously every morning. Pure essential oils are so much information. And so let me give you guys an example. It's said that uh, in a single drop of peppermint, that's the equivalent of about 19 cups of peppermint tea steeped for 15 minutes. The same number of active constituents found inside a single drop of peppermint essential oil. Wow. So as that's setting in, right, there's people who are under the belief structure that um, ingesting one drop of peppermint essential oil every morning is the best thing to do for your digestion. I don't agree with that. That is a lot of tea that you're pounding into your system. (laughs) And so taking it a step further, you know, you're, you're spilling out some peppermint essential oil from your bottle and you're, oops, you got two or three drops, you know, no biggie, right? Well, all of a sudden it's 40 or 60-ish cups of peppermint tea first thing in the morning, which is then metabolized by the liver. It's broken down by liver enzymes. People's livers are so stressed with all the EMF that's in the environment and unfortunately all the chemicals in our food supply and in our waters. You know, our livers are on super overtime already. So imagine continuing a regimen where you're ingesting peppermint essential oil you know, one to three drops every day, you know, for several years, you're going to continue to do stress to your stomach and to your liver. And, you know, is that stress less than some of the other components found inside of our environment? Maybe. It's really difficult to assess. I don't know that it's been well uh, studied. But what I like to do is I like to be mindful. Why am I ingesting something? How is this going to support me? And for me, Uh, socially ingesting something is totally an option, right? Like if I want to experience a flavor explosion or, you know, if I have a headache or I want to relax or, you know, all of it is valid from my perspective. So looking at this challenge of, okay, people ingest essential oils, whether it doesn't matter what I say, you know, if I say do it or if I say don't do it, people are going to ingest essential oils. So how can I support people minimizing potential risk and maximizing the therapeutic benefit? So I started formulating essential oil tinctures. And what that is, is we're taking pure essential oils and breaking them down into organic sugarcane alcohol. So what we're doing is we're taking a much lower percentage, um, oftentimes somewhere around 10%, and we're 
actually infusing the essential oil into the alcohol. So rather than a single drop being in the vicinity of about 25 to 45 milligrams, depending on the substance, we're now taking about 2.5 milligrams to 4.5 milligrams. So greatly reducing the dose that a person is getting. And again, you know, a pure drop of essential oil is so much information. It's actually too much for the body to effectively process and integrate, in my opinion. So when you're breaking it down into alcohol, not only is it diluted, but it's also infused into alcohol, which helps to drive the essential oil and increase solubility into the body. And so I find this to be kind of a harm reduction technique by reducing the dose, increasing the absorption. And for me, it's a a more safe application for people who are choosing to ingest essential oils. And under the tongue with the tinctures? Oftentimes, I'll use under the tongue. It's a strong proof alcohol, and so people may have sensitivity and may choose to put it on top of the tongue. And when I when I put it on top of the tongue, oftentimes I'll I'll roll my tongue or and or breathe it into the lungs so to help increase the absorption into the body. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's um, putting small amounts of essential oils. Um, oftentimes we're talking about, you know, one to five drops of essential oils that are safe topically into a bath. That's a really nice relaxing way for people to connect with the plants. You know, diffusers. Diffusers are a great way to actually have the essential oils going into in the environment. And, you know, we have some spark going in our diffuser at the lab right now. And so that's really sparks a combination of peppermint, tulsi, and Rapunzara aromatica. And so it's it's good for opening up the lungs and throat, and it has antibacterial, antiviral properties, and it's just really refreshing. So diffusives are great ways to set moods in an environment. Like a citrus would be wonderful in a health clinic because it stimulates the immune system. It has minor antibacterial properties, and it's also relatively neutral. Most people are neutral or have a favorable response to citrus oils, for instance. So yeah, diffusing is a way that people can breathe in the um, the essential oils and through the respiration, the essential oils are going to have their pharmacological activity in the body. So one thing that many people may not have been aware of is that Essential oils are more than just smelling good. They're actually creating physiological changes in the body. And so that's one of the reasons why they're so popular these days amongst health and wellness is because a small amount of essential oil can actually produce physiological changes in the human body. And so, you know, diffusing them into an environment is really a way to set the mood or to support the body in ways more than just, oh, this scent smells nice. It can actually help reduce stress. It can help increase focus and concentration. It can actually stimulate your immune system if you're not feeling well. So diffusing the oils is another way that people can work with the oils. Great. 
I actually am going to be teaching a yoga class in about two hours, less than two hours from now, hour and a half. And I have in my bag, ready to go, an orange citrus oil. Yeah. Orange essential oil that I'm going to dole out to my class. I usually give them the warning about the photosensitivity. Do you want to just talk a little bit about that and how that works on the body and how careful do we need to be with that? Because like you said, citrus Mm. oils are very, I mean, they're almost, they're a very friendly oil in a sense. People can relate to them. Lemon, everybody knows the smell of lemon. Everybody's eaten orange, had lemon. And then there's bergamot and then there's all of these other citrus oils that are photosensitive and increase our photosensitivity. So how important is that to know? Yeah. So photosensitivity reactions from citrus oils are related to uh, what that means for the audience is uh, if one were to apply citrus oils onto the skin and go out into the sun, there is a moderate to severe risk that there could be a severe reaction that looks like a sunburn or could even be um, a deeper degree burn. Now, I have not personally had or seen actively someone who had a photosensitivity reaction. So all types of citrus oils do contain somewhat of a risk. Now, there's certain bergamots that have the fucocumarins removed, I think, through the uh, distillation process. And when the oil is FCF or the fucocumarin, when that's removed, and I believe it's the bergaptine, the oil is no longer causing photosensitive reactions. So, you know, this can really be easily avoided by putting, if you're going to put the citrus oil on, you can put it on your clothing. If you are going to go out into the sun, you know, give it, I would say, at least two hours, which is probably longer than is actually needed. But, you know, for safety purposes, let's just say four hours, give a four hour window for application onto the direct skin when you're going out and you have sunlight hitting your skin. So yeah, put it on the clothing and avoid direct sunlight for um, oils that are photosensitizing. Got it. And sometimes I, I like to bring my citrus oils on cloudy days here in LA. That's usually what I tell my class. So today's a little bit overcast as it's been. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. There's, yeah, thanks there's, for yeah, there's so much beautiful science in what you're sharing with us. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Could we talk a little bit about the, the spiritual energetic part of what you do, Doc, about um, testing and asking the oils which oils they want to be combined with and the clearing of the oils and all that jazz that you do? Yeah. So, you know, I really just got started on, you know, what makes our our products our products. And really, this question provides the answer for what you had mentioned earlier about what makes our oils different. Like, why are they so vital and healthy and vibrant and happy? And, you know, we really produce a product that people can feel and fully experience. And so, um, let's see, I started experimenting with oils in 2012 and actually opened up our business essential oil wizardry in 2014. And so for the past five and a half years, I've 
I've actually been deep in experimenting with all types of technologies and energetic techniques and prayer and, you know, all types of things to modulate our oils. And what I found is that essential oils are very receptive to energies. And so there's a number of techniques that we've uh, integrated to enhance the potency and the quality of our products. So starting with superior quality, um, you know, pure essential oils, CO2 extracts, floral absolutes, and ultrasonic extracts. That's really just the building blocks of our final products. So different things that we've found that modulate the potency of our products. We have a set of uh, 432 hertz crystal bowls. And what we found is that um, each of the products really loves being tuned to a specific vibration. You know, my relationship with the products uh, being it's my art craft. I utilize muscle testing to really ask the oils how they choose to be amplified and charged. And so we'll take the different products and we'll put them in our set of crystal bowls and we'll play the crystal bowls for several minutes. On numerous occasions, I've had people uh, from all walks of life, um, some of them very scientific and really not having belief around vibration or sound having any effect on changing oils. And time and time again, it's like, huh, okay, this this smells different. That's interesting. So there is a really unique before and after effect from charging the oils with uh, sound vibration. We've also uh, integrated different types of um, energetic technologies, things like organites. It's a composite resin that uh, compresses combinations of conductive metals and different crystals. So Certain crystals carry what's called a piezoelectric charge. And so when a crystal is compressed, it actually gives off a measurable energetic field, a a conductive energy, I should say. And so when these crystals are, are put into a compressed resin, composite resin, it squeezes the crystal and the crystal gets stuck on on and it's giving off a consistent electrical current. The metal acts as a conductor, and so it carries the charge forward. And so these are devices which amplify the potency of you know whatever you're you're choosing to use it with. And so what we found is that we can actually use the organite to amplify the potency of our oils. We've experimented with holograms that have been imprinted with different frequencies. So an example of this uh, would be you know there's Maybe some of your your listeners or viewers are familiar with Ormus. Ormus stands for Orbitally Rearranged Monoatomic Elements. And what my experience is with Ormus is that it seems to increase conductivity to the brain and it allows more information to transfer in a, in a simultaneous period of time. And so it increases the capacity for brain function is my experience. And so when I take Ormus or work with Ormus, I notice more coherence in my body, in my mental function. And I even experience my life maybe occurring with more flow, ease, and grace. So you can utilize the vibrational frequencies of Ormus and imprint it onto a hologram 
the information can be imprinted into um, the oil. And so those are other ways that we've found and experimented with amplifying the potency of our products. We have um, quite an assortment of different uh, energy technologies that we also play with. I guess examples of this would be different sacred geometries, everything from pyramids to, to coils. These can span from materials of copper, brass, um, silver, and gold. You know, all the materials and all the shapes are going to deliver different types of vibrations, I guess, to just put it very simply and clearly. And so we'll use our different tools for each different blends, you know, just kind of listening to intuition. Again, this work is really an art form. So from my perspective, I'm just enjoying the process of creating. I'm playing with all of the different uh, tools that I have access to. And we're starting with really high quality, uh, pure essential oils and uh, botanical extracts. And so I guess another... Um, implementation that we use is we experiment with a lot of different charging plates. We have lots of very unique charging plates, things that are very interesting, highly coherent quartz crystal plates. We have, you know, larger charging plates, which have been amplified with frequency. We have charging plates that are using biogeometry principles. So, you can probably tell that I'm really excited about experimenting and alchemizing and crafting really high potency products. And I'm really excited about all the gifts that I have to share with the world. Yeah, I'm excited too. Can you talk a little bit about the intention you infuse into the oils, like specific blends being for specific mm -hmm. reasons, like the psychic protection is one that I'm really familiar with. Oh, is that the one with the Sri Yantra? That's the Sri Yantra, right? So <laughs> on the website, yes. I believe that there is. Yes, I was interested yeah. in that one too, OJ. I didn't even tell her about it. <laughs> and we know that. We yeah. all know that. Yeah, I mean, each blend comes with a story and an intention. And I guess it's it's so ingrained into me. And I appreciate you bringing this up as like, oh, this is interesting. Why don't you share it with our listeners? So, you know, for psychic protection, one of my mentors, Ravi Das, we're living on the Big Island, Hawaii, and he provided a challenge to us of integrating a ceremonial set. And so this would be oils to help support uh, during ceremony, ritual, medicine journeys, and so it was like, okay, cool, let's do this. So three oils came initially for the ceremonial set, and those are purity, psychic protection, and positive transmission. And so psychic protection was second of the ceremonial set. And in about two weeks after the intention was set, it was actually during an ayahuasca ceremony. And during the ceremony, I was guided to add and combine nine different essential oils together to produce psychic protection. And over half of the oils I had never worked with before, um, they were very foreign to me. So the very next day, I was inspired and I combined all the oils and just followed my intuition on how best to combine them. And the result was psychic protection. 
So psychic protection is a very powerful formula. You know, our products really span from from highly therapeutic to um, botanical perfumes for enjoyment to energetic formulas or spiritual enhancement. And so I just want the listeners to know that um, we really formulate a broad spectrum of different effects and intentions um, to really match the modern day world. So, you know, psychic protection is one of those that is more on the esoteric side. And what we notice with psychic protection is it's a really powerful formula that just cuts through negative energy immediately. And so I kind of describe this as a reset button for the mind and for the energy field. And so if you're clustered um, you know, in an office and or there's a lot of yelling or screaming in an environment or a lot of anger or it's you're on a busy street or going to a, a busy event, psychic protection is really amazing for just cutting through negative energy and, and um, dense fields and giving you... Um, a nice energetic reset. And so how I utilize psychic protection is I take a few drops into my hands, rub the hands together, and then rub my hands around the auric field. So in front of and around of the body, and then I'll actually rub it on the body. So uh, around the body and then on the body. And what I find is um, immediately... I experience a clearing and and it's almost like a quieting of the mind and just a return back into myself. That's my experience in working with psychic protection. Yeah. I think it's really important specifically for this podcast we attract a lot of healers and um you know picking up on other people's energy when you're working on them is a big deal. And so at the last place I worked at whenever we felt that there was a lot of energy moving around from a, a healing session, we would bust out the psychic protection and, and reset ourselves with the intention of going into the next session clear. I'm glad that you were actively utilizing this as a resource. My question is, how do you and how did you experience psychic protection? It's funny because Casey, um, we had a guest on and we recorded the other day and she had essential oils as well, but Casey had mentioned that it the oil, the, it, it smelled thick. And I guess that can be said with the psychic protection as well, like the energy of it felt thick. You could literally feel the vibration coming from the oils when you rub it between your hands and warm it up and run it over your aura. And if it felt, for me, when I work on people, sometimes it feels like there is trapped energy stuck somewhere in my body, like I had pulled some of that energy into my own body. And if I use the psychic protection on that, area of my body, it was almost like it cleared that energy away from me. Mm. But we also used it to clear the room whenever the, the energy in the room felt stagnant. We would go around and, and, you know, rub it on some places, but we used it a lot. I would say almost every day we used psychic protection. We ran through that thing like nobody's business. And uh, when Casey had brought it up, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, you have to try this psychic protection. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I'd recommend it to anyone in general, but especially if you're in the healing field, it's definitely something you want to keep with you because you're not in control totally of things you pick up from other people, and sometimes you need a little help. And Palo Santo is great, but if you can't light something up and you don't have the proper ventilation to, to let out some of the smoke, then this essential oils, it's 
next level. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit deeper and quicker compared to a Palo Santo smudging in my experience. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, I guess for our audience directed um, as, as healers, psychic protection as a combination of CO2 extracted myrrh, cystis, galbana, spikenard, vetiver, calamus root, angelica root, cypress leaf, and cardamom. So it brings together some very powerful plant allies. Psychic protection, I find, is really great for cutting through negative energy or stuck energy. Um, I like to apply it after a healing session. I haven't really experimented to this day with it being preventative. My intuition is it's a lot more effective after to clear. And we've had a lot of people with... We've had CEOs and people in Hollywood and... um, Healers, curanderos, work with this oil. I mean, this this is an oil that's really supportive in the modern day. So hope you guys enjoy experimenting. Yeah, for sure. Really quick, Doc, on the side, is there anything else you wanted to talk about or cover? Or something that... Is there a, yeah. Yeah, is there um, a product that you want to feature or something that it's that's exciting? Other than the ultrasonic and everything else that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, everything excites me. And so um, maybe I'll share a little bit about a few products. I mean, one product that I'm really excited about is our lilac tincture. So it was just lilac season in Ashland, Oregon. And so me and a sweet friend were harvesting lilac flowers around the neighborhood. And um, we infused all the lilac into restructured water. And we put it into the ultrasonic to greatly extract lots of the lilac constituents. And then we infused organic honey spirits uh, produced from honey mead into the mixtures. And so we currently have lilac being extracted into a tincture. It's June 2019. It's been uh, it's been a little over a month and we're going to keep things extracting. And since we extracted it using the ultrasonic initially, the lilac tinctures are essentially done. But we extracted, um, we produced multiple different jars. Some of them are are lilac flowers only. Some of them are, um, you know, grade A whole bush, if you will. Um, Primarily the flowers, but it has some of the the green twigs um, because it has different plant alkaloids that are good for detoxification and stimulating the liver. So I'm really stoked on our lilac tincture. That's really new, fresh, um, great for opening up the heart. Um, so it's it's an emotional tonic, uh, good for balancing the nervous system. Is that going to be available on the website or just to the members? Is it one of the exclusive ones? Yeah, lilac tincture is available for everyone. Cool. Thanks for asking. And it, it is available on the website right now. And we even have our 2018 vintage. We still have probably a half gallon of that. So the lilac tincture is flowing. I see that. And can you just say what what are honey spirits? Is that is that like instead yeah. of doing the cane sugar? Yes, exactly. Okay. So um, beautiful. And cane sugar, you know, it, it's just using the sugar cane as the source material for um, 
fermentation process and then extracting alcohol. So there's no sugar cane in the sugar cane alcohol. It's alcohol produced from the sugar cane. Right. So in the same way, our friend Benjamin Pixie produces uh, this amazing um, honeymead that mm. he produces from bees that he tends in Washington. And so he ferments honey and uh, does a distillation and produces really amazing honey alcohol. And he takes it up to a high proof um, through distillation. And we use it in a number of our uh, higher end products and also um, our exquisite botanical perfumes and our different tincture formulations like the lilac tincture. Very cool. Great. Was there was there one other product that you were about to talk to us about? Yeah. So one that's been really fun for people in health and wellness that we've been exploring is epimedium. So we have an ultrasonic epimedium. Epimedium is also known as horny goat weed. And this is a really powerful tincture for um, stimulating energy, like masculine force, not necessarily in a destructive way. But like for me, I enjoy this. Uh, I've been really tapping into more of my masculine side and feeling really good in my body. And so this has been a tincture that I've been enjoying every two to three days, oftentimes. It's a powerful sexual tonic. I I think many people probably enjoy it for that purpose uh, primarily. And it's really great coupled with exercise or um, or intentional lovemaking. Beautiful. Yeah, I've I've heard of that application. Is that something that women also take or typically it's it's a male? Is it just a stimulant uh, sort of for that part of the body, right? Your root chakra, your second chakra, sort of connecting with that. Uh, and it doesn't matter if it's male, female? I would say that that's pretty accurate, especially in conjunction with other Chinese herbs. Um, it can stimulate testosterone. And so that's something to be aware of. I've definitely received a good amount of feedback from multiple women that they enjoy taking horny goat meat as well um, for sexual reasons. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't think that it's one that women want to take all the time. Sure. But I do feel that it's, uh, yeah, it's fun to experiment with. Is the Blue Lotus um, something that women can take all the time? I know you have a really big Blue Lotus line as well. Yeah, so I'm really excited about the Blue Lotus that we have right now. We have this uh, full-spectrum Blue Lotus extract that's amazing. It's semi-solid. It's phenomenal for vaporizing. I'm going to go ahead and put our essential vapes back in stock on our website because the Blue Lotus plus plus a vaporizer is really the best way to work with a Blue Lotus. And so you could take a, a, a single dab of the blue lotus and you can vaporize it about 10 to 20 times. So blue lotus is this sacred revered flower that's been used for millennia. And uh, its origin is in Egyptian medicine for for tapping into uh, source consciousness. And so our, our blue lotus absolute, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal really highly prized extract. And I don't remember the exact amount of flowers that are necessary to produce, 
but I believe it's about, it's either one pound or one kilo of flowers necessary to produce one gram of this precious material. And so, um, so our, our current batch of blue Lotus is literally the best batch that I've ever experienced out of about 13 different batches over the past five years. And so it's really good for my experience with the blue Lotus is it, tunes me into higher and subtle energies. It's kind of relaxing. It's kind of focusing. It's kind of light and euphoric. It's very gentle in in the experience of what Blue Lotus does, but it really seems to tune the consciousness. And yeah, it's really special for vaporizing um, during ceremonial set and setting, you know, especially this batch of Blue Lotus. I'm really stoked on it. We have, I think we have about a hundred grams of it left and the the supply has been exhausted for this batch, but I'm really excited for at least 95 people <laughs> enjoying this. I'm, I, I'm keeping five grams of it for myself for sure. So. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. This has been a wonderful hour with you, Dr. Nick. I, uh, I'm, I'm honored to 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 share what you're doing in the world it's like i want to congratulate you it's very clear that you've mm. really found your joy and that you're living it mm. and it's a testament that more of us out here can do that so thank you for you know for holding the torch and and taking us through this journey with you yeah deep honor thank you so much for the opportunity to connect with your listeners your audience it's really uh yeah, it's, I mean, it's my highest joy and my purpose on this planet to bring healing and awareness through the plants. So thank you for supporting me and supporting others. And, you know, if people have any have any questions um, or you want to learn more about oils, our website, EssentialOilWizardry.com is a really powerful resource for learning more about the therapeutic aspects of plants. We literally have hundreds of videos on how to use essential oils and specific plants, uh, more information on specific plants. And we also have plenty of descriptions for individual plants and products. And, you know, there's just a whole world that I've been investing time and energy for five years and building a database for everyone to just be super botanically stoked. So yeah, really grateful for our time together. And I'm also happy to offer your listeners a 10% off coupon code if that's inspiring. Of course, for sure. Great. What would you love it to be? Oh, we can make this one. Perfect. So if your listeners want to go to essentialoilwizardry.com backslash the way of healing, and use the coupon code the way of healing all lowercase they will receive 10% off and yeah it's a way of giving back to the people and saying thank you for all of the support mm-hmm. and may we all rise and grow together you're mm-hmm. such a giver doc thank you so you're much here. we appreciate you thank you doc all right doc oh you both are so welcome <laughs> let's play again soon yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. we'll see you soon hopefully next time you're in LA we can Hang out in case you can get to meet you in person. And next time I'm in Ashland. Oh, there you go. Uh-huh. Yes. Love that. Very yes cool. and yes. Looking and forward. And yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. May your, may your day have beauty. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, OJ.
Thank you, listeners. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.